Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Hello, welcome to episode 23. Today's problem, premarital sex, what will Catholic men do? So, sit back. Relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical, coming at you now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical, a Catholic relationship podcast giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, intimacy problems for men. Moreover, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchanged the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the favor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting not dating in the catholic faith why because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage this is episode 23 bam So now we're going to go into our quote of the day. Quote, when I practice chastity as temperance, I am abstaining from a pleasure and the abstention pleases God. And it makes me more holy because I am doing the will of God. When I practice chastity as sacrifice, I am more than abstaining. I am willingly and with divine grace, cheerfully offering God the pleasure as an oblation to the divine majesty. I am offering a sacrifice, which is the surrender of something precious and sex is precious out of love for God. In quote, Father John A. Harden, S.J., Sex and Sanctity. Want more? Need more? Crave more? Visit CatholicAlpha.com to take the 20-Minute Marriage Makeover Challenge. Five less than 20-minute videos designed to help you conquer Catholic marriage problems. Don't wait. Do it today. So now for today's show, it's our wuss or warrior alpha courting tip segment. The problem, premarital sex, what real Catholic men do. <laughs> so I am a culprit of the premarital sex revolution that happened back in what the eighties and all that stuff. And in the sixties and all that. And, um, you just don't know what having premarital sex will do. 
You just don't know. Um, abstinence is the way and not because, not just because God of God, but because it causes so many problems for the man, for the woman. And in my case, me as a 16, 17 year old, 15, 13 year old. Um, and as I've said before on many shows, uh, on my blog and everything that, you know, um, I had a son previously um, when I was uh, 16 or 17 or 18. I can't remember. And um, it destroyed. It really destroyed the mother. Um, you know, we would break up. We would get together. We'd break up and get together. And I've never forgotten about my son. I've never forgotten about her. That's another thing. When you um, have sex, especially in high school or or even before, that even and after as well, but even at that early of an age, I mean, that stays with you so long. I mean, I'm 54 or 55 or 52. Heck, I can't remember, man. <laughs> uh, and that's what? That's what, 40 years? Something like that? And I still think about it. Um, and I, the pain that it caused me and the um, what the things that it caused in my life, and I'm sure in my girlfriend at the time in her life, um, we had a son, and they don't. And the thing about it, when you have a kid, they don't go away. <laughs> so it is a lifelong journey, and it's forever. And I think many people, what they don't really understand is that when you do things that are against the Ten Commandments, and I know I say this a lot, when you do things that are against the Ten Commandments, your life just goes south. Sure, you think you're going to be okay. You're never okay. I mean, really, is my son or my girl, previous girlfriend, are they really okay? Am I really okay after having children and having sex outside of marriage and not coming together as a family? Wonder if we had gotten married. Wonder if I'd married her. I'd had my son. My whole life could be completely different. I mean, it would be completely different because of the different decisions I made. And luckily, God has it has mercy on our, our stupidity. Um, and I just wanted people to know today that I talk a lot about God and what God is asking us to do and how to keep our lives together in the proper way. And we think we have all this freedom. If you if you go against the Father. And you think you're going to have all this freedom and joy and happiness? You're not. Yeah, you're going to have it for a little while. But what happens? It always comes. It always come, goes away. And you always end up again with yourself. So holiness is the journey. Everybody comes to it in their own time. Hell, there are kids that are saints. They're that are teens, early teens, 13, 14 years old that are saints. Why are they saints? And I'm 54. <laughs> And I'm not even close. How does that work, right? So, like I said, it's a journey. Um, and another thing too, you know, before I was Catholic, I never even heard of the word chastity. You know, um, let alone what it meant and what it's connected to. You know, God and His Church. So today we're going to talk about chastity for the next 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and 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 how what goes along with that. Um, and that's why I say that's why I named this episode premarital sex. What real Catholic men do, because what happens is if you're not a hero, 
you're zero, dude. <laughs> that's what it basically boils down to. And thinking we're thinking us thinking thinking that we're a man because we um having premarital sex um outside of marriage and all that kind of thing that that we're real men because we're free you're really not i have all kind of friends man they thought they was free too until they get three or four kids by four different women (laughs) everybody thinks they free you ain't free after that though are you (laughs) so just so we're clear the meaning of chastity, according to Father John Harden's Modern Catholic Dictionary, is the virtue that moderates the desire for sexual pleasure according to the principles of faith and right reason. Chastity implies an opposition to the immoral in the sense of lustful or licentious. It suggests refraining from all acts or thoughts that are not in accordance with the church's teaching about the use of one's reproductive power. It particularly stresses restraint and an, ev- and an avoidance of anything that might defile or make unclean the soul because the body has not been controlled in the exercise of its most imperious passion in definition. Now, that's a little some things in there, you know, might be not you might not understand what they mean. But if you look them up on the Internet, you know, like right reason and some, you know, terms like that. But basically, that's why I call men have sex. I call men's sex, sex, sexual power, controlling your sexual power because it is a strong sexual power. You have control over it and you must use what use it wisely. Just like if you were the Hulk or you were Superman or you were Spider-Man or whatever, you just can't go around crushing everybody because you can, you can, you know, you can, you're, you can bench 5,000 pounds or something. You have to control yourself, control your anger, control your passions. And that's what Catholic Alpha really is about, man. It's about really teaching men how to control their passions, not just anger because we sometimes anger is justified. Um, but passions can get out of control. Passions, what I mean by passions is controlling those inner feelings that trying to get you to do things that are not conducive to a holy person, to a saint, to a authentic masculine man. And so when that's why I talk a lot about sacrifice, mortification, um, you know, doing things and not considering yourself first, because when you do and you learn to do that, you you man you become so strong and you become so i don't mean strong physically and sometimes that's the case but you become 10 times more strong mentally and intellectually and 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 that is more power than any kind of physical um also um he says it's particularly stresses restraint and an avoidance of anything that might defile or make unclean the soul because the body has not been controlled in the exercise exercise of his most imperious passion. The problem is the soul becomes dirty. We don't know that. We don't think that, but it does. The dirtier soul, the more less chance you have of going to heaven, the less chance or you, you if you do, you have to be your soul has to be cleansed by fire and purgatory. And most people, they, you know, oh, well, purgatory, what's purgatory? I ain't going to purgatory, just put it like this. You might be going to heaven, but purgatory is like right now. You might not have a mortal sin on you, but are you really ready? 
just think about it. Are you really ready to stand before God right now? Are you really? I mean, most of us aren't, you know, unless you're the Blessed Mother or St. Joseph or somebody, you know. But most of us, 99.9% of us are not ready to stand before God. That's why you have, because you because we still have our passions that we're following, our attachments, okay? So as with anything that has to do with Christ, it's all about self-control and sacrifice, right? Which means the complete control and mastery of our inner self and desires as men for the good of others. That is important in that Love is willing the good of another. That's the official definition given by God, Christ, the church. That's it. That's what love is. Love is has nothing to do with how you feel. All warm and fuzzy and crying and all that kind of stuff. Love is a logical term, and it means willing the good of another, putting them, putting them being committed above you. Okay. So I'm going to tell you something also that no one is ever going to tell you or really knows. Once a woman gives herself to you even one time and she reaches coition, she is bonded to you for life and you to her. So basically, for the most for the most part, you as a man, I've said this before, you have sex with a woman. She gets bonded to you. You get bonded to her. It's a lifelong thing. Just I'm going to prove it to you. Everybody in this audience has had sex before with another person. Um, and you're a man or whatever. And you see that girl again. It could be 20 years from now. What's the first thing you think about? You think about that time <laughs> that you did it. <laughs> you know, you do. Don't lie. You know, you do. I'm not saying that you are that you are thinking about wanting to do it to her. Now, I'm saying your mind focuses on that memory, you know, it, it just that memory. And then you got to go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, that's because you are bonded. You are bonded to that girl. She's bonded to you. That's just the way it is. You could be married, have 25 kids, be 90 years old. Same things don't happen. Okay. So. So for the most part, you know, once you once you once you come together, she's yours. You hers <laughs> like it or hate it. Okay. So that's where the, that's where that's when it comes in when then you get married and you got and your wife has had sex with other dudes or you have or whatever have sex with other men. What happens is you have all these barriers. She has and she's been hurt ten thousand times or ten times or five times or it doesn't matter. So she has all these inhibitions inside her. So you as a man, you have to know how to relieve those inhibitions in your wife who's been hurt and pained for however many years it took you guys to get together if she's had previous partners and we can get into that in another time <laughs> um instinctively she will she now will do almost anything for you so like what we're going to get into now is instinctively when you sleep with a woman now instinctively she feels that you hers okay and she would do almost anything for you she would do almost anything to keep you to satisfy you and yes manipulate you if need be to keep you this is probably due to the curse of eve which is be which because of the fall of man original sin she instinctively desires to control you at all costs by any means necessary so for this reason we must understand our power as men when we have sex with a woman, we think, hey, 
she knew what she was getting herself into, right? Yes, we put it all on her. We blame her. Why? Because we don't want to blame ourselves because it's easy to deflect our own duty in this area in lieu of pleasure. All right. And what is our duty as men in this area to protect, to protect? Okay. That's when your instinct of protection should come in. Protect from what you may ask. Protect her from you. Protect them from us. Okay. As men, God charged men to protect and defend women and those weaker than us. And I ask, how is using up a woman's body for our own selfishness and pleasure an act of protection? Then we get upset when she wants more, craves more from us, right? Yeah, we sleep with her for, for years and years and for two years, three years, four years and all that, taking from her the most valuable assets she possesses as a woman. And what is that? It's time. It's obvious it's time. Okay. Any man knows most of the time as men get older, women know it too. Men get older. Most of the time they get more distinctive. They look more, more wise and that kind of thing. But a woman, what happens? It's a kind of a cruelty thing. They shrivel up. They get wrinkles all over the place. They're not as attractive, you know, because that's their youth and their beauty and their vitality is what is used. God given her from her by God to attract the man that she's supposed to spend the rest of her life with. So then he completely loves her and is devoted to her. And then as she does get older, she gets a little overweight and she starts wrinkling up and all that stuff. The man ain't going to care. Why? Because he loves her. He loves her. He has grown to love. He's devoted to her since, since they were, you know, since they were married. That's why you can't mess with a woman's time. If you don't want her, let her go. Leave her the heck alone, man. If you ain't going to marry her and give her some kids and, and y'all spend a life together and all that stuff, leave her alone. Go find you, you know, if you feel that you got to be, you know, doing, go find you somebody else. Go find you a hooker or something. Give her some money. I'm not advocating that, but leave a woman alone that is that that instinctively is trying to find her a husband, a soulmate to marry, to settle down with, to have a family and grow towards God with. Okay? Come on, man. This stuff gets this stuff gets on my nerves, man. And I did it too, and that's the that's why I can, I'm so upset about it because no one told me. No one told me. I knew that it was wrong to have sex in high school and have sex with girls and all this stuff because of the natural law. It's it's, it's in us. But Nobody, you know, people know people them back then just like, just like they know now. They know a couple's having sex. If they walking down the street holding hands and all this kind of stuff, they're, you know, then they know. But nobody tells them that it's wrong. Nobody tells the girl, if a girl, if there was a big sign, <laughs> if Superman walked up and he was handsome and had a great body, had beautiful skin, he was strong and masculine and his hormones are flaring. And on the front, on the front of his chest, instead of saying Superman, it said, it said, I'm going to waste your time. I'm going to sleep with you. And then after a year or six months or two months or five years or 10 years, I'm going to leave and abandon you. And if we have a kid, you are stuck with that kid and I'm no longer around. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt your soul. I'm going to give you a lot of pain when I leave. Most women look at that and go, I don't want him. <laughs> right? This is this is how you gotta think, man. And then you as the dude, 
It's the same thing. You got to look at it the same way. Like if, if, if you go up to a girl and she's trying to sleep with you and get out. Most men, I don't care how like raw of a dude you are, a big and strong or small and petite of a guy you are, right? It doesn't matter. If a woman comes up to you and starts climbing all over you and telling you how much she wants your stuff like that, you're going to, I don't care what kind of dude that you are. You're going to be like, if you're a holy man or if you're a demonic dude that, that don't care about nobody but yourself. We just have this instinct when a woman just jumps all over us and starts clawing on us. And we just have this instinct to push her away, like get away. Ugh. And so if a woman come up to you and you're in, and, and you're, you know, and she wants to date you and she had this sign that said, you know, I'm going to cause you misery. I'm going to be like Eve. I'm going to come. I'm going to I'm going to control you. If you leave me, I'm going to flatten your tires. I'm going to come to your job. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to embarrass you in front of all your workmates. And I'm tell them how much you you destroyed my life and how much you how you slept with me and used me up and you didn't marry me and blah, blah, blah. And then you left me with this kid. And I'm pregnant, blah, blah. You'd be like, no way in hell do I want that woman. <laughs> right. This is if you if you single, you got to understand this is how it works. Boy, I went off on a tangent, didn't I? <laughs> OK, so back to the script. OK, there are times there's uh, uh, women when wasting women's time. Right. Women aren't like us. Right. So their time is 10 times more valuable than ours. Why? Because with women time, they lose their youth, their beauty, their vitality and their ability to have children. That's the big one. They use their they lose their ability to have children, right? I know people now, women now, they put it off, put it off, put it off because the feminism movement and society has made them drink all this Kool-Aid. They get 40, 45, 50 years old and realize they're empty. Now they want to have kids. Well, guess what? The egg's dead. You don't have, you can't have nothing, okay? And a lot of times doctors can't even help you. And so when men abuse them by sleeping with them and not marrying them, they steal from her what makes her great in God's eyes, which I said before, why he created her, her main attributes for attracting the man she's supposed to live her entire life with and do the family with become one flesh with. OK, and what do we as men do? We come in with no control, no empathy to the situation. You know, we look women, you know, look at women and tell them anything to have uh, once bonded to you. Women will tell you anything. They will tell you anything, anything, anything. Once they're bonded to you, they will tell you they don't want to. They don't they don't want to get married. They will tell you one will tell you once she sleeps with you or if she really likes you before that, she'll tell you, I don't want to get married. I don't care about that stuff. I just want to I just want to have fun. Any woman that talks like that's like, that's how a man talks. If you talk to a woman and she's talking like that, you need to get away from her. OK, they will tell you they don't want children. That's another crazy thing. If a woman tells you she don't want children, she's going against every natural instinct in her body, and her being. She's denying every grace from God. You need to get away from her. They will tell you they really don't care if you sleep with other women. Now, we all know that's a lie. I have never met one woman. Yeah, she'll say that. She'll say that. And then you start sleeping around once. And she might forgive you. But after that, she starts getting mad because she thinks you're supposed to be marrying me. You're supposed to be with me because her instinct kicks in. She gets pissed. Okay. They will let you use their bodies. Women. I'm talking about women. They will let you use their bodies, their hearts, their minds for decades, all on the promise of whether said or not of marriage. OK, why? Because marriage is infused to their souls as part of the natural law of man, which I just said. Look, man, 
No woman, I mean, no woman, unless she is extremely disordered, which in that case, like I said, you better get as far away from her as you can, sleeps with a man that she doesn't think she wants to marry. Straight up, straight out, it ain't a lie. It's the truth. Just look out the door, okay? As women, we must understand this truth. As a man, we must understand this. When you have sex with a woman and then leave her, she will get mad, angry, in most cases, distraught. Why? Because in her mind, now listen, we're not talking about what you think. We're putting ourselves in her mind. In her mind, in her mind, you have broken a promise. The promise of, I gave myself to you, which basically means I gave myself to you because I thought you loved me because you wanted to build a family with me. You want to get married and spend eternity with me. See, that's what she's thinking. And if you know that before you get into the relationship, dude, this is what all women think. I'm telling you all of them. They might not know it themselves, but this is what they think. Okay. So look, no matter what she says through her lips, read my lips if you're watching this on YouTube, right? Inside the above statements is what she's feeling. And the woman's feelings with her, a woman's feelings are everything. Again, like it or hate it, it doesn't matter. This is fact. If you just open your eyes and want to know the truth, women, and if you ask them, they'll tell you. Ask, Look, ask any married woman because a married woman will tell you the truth on that. Single women, they might not tell you the truth because they're trying to get you. See, a woman to do anything that once she likes you, because you do have a certain bonding when a woman likes you and you start talking to her and you like her, you know, there's a certain bonding that takes place too in that in, a, in the attraction thing. But a married woman, she'll tell you she got her man, so she's gonna tell you what's up. You know, she'll tell you, yeah, I stayed with him for four or five years because I thought I knew eventually he'd ask me to marry him. That's why I stayed with him. Okay, and finally, one of the greatest tests of authentic masculinity is the ability of a man to control his sexual power in lieu of protection of the woman. And I'll explain to you why that is. If you sleep with her, you're going to destroy her soul. You're going to hurt her. You're going to she's going to get all attached to you. Then you're going to leave her because she's going to she's going to think she ain't the one. And that's why you court. You court to learn what the heck a woman is really about. If you like her, if you want to be her best friend, if you get connected to her, ask her about her family, her likes, dislikes. Does she want to have children? It's all these questions that you need to know for a woman before you start sleeping with her. Do you enjoy being around her? Do y'all have fun together? Not just because you you want to have you want to you know make love to her or whatever, but because you generally want to be her friend. Because listen, your wife has to be your best friend when you get married. If your wife is, I don't care you dudes out there talking this crap, but oh, my wife ain't going to be my best friend. You, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what the heck you're talking about. If your wife ain't your next best friend, before you know it, you're going to take advantage of her. You're going to neglect her. You're going to take her for granted. And you're going to look up and she's going to be walking out the door with the kids, get on the airplane, going to New Mexico. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, listen. If your wife ain't your best friend, you need to be starting to try to ask. That's your first mission right now. Start doing that. And you ones that ain't married, if you don't enjoy being around a woman, the girl that you're courting or dating or whoever, whatever you want to call it, because courting is for sex. I mean, courting is for marriage. Dating is for sex. We all know that instinctively too, okay? If you're courting the girl, you want to know all these things so that if you genuinely love being around her, it's a great thing. 
It's a great thing. You know, then that means when you guys get married and consummate your marriage, your friendship is going to grow and then your love is going to grow and your devotion is going to grow and you're going to, that's going to give you, be a good slingshot for you becoming holy as a couple and your kids and you moving towards God. That's the way it works, dude. It's real simple. Not saying it's easy, but it is simple. Okay. The concept. So don't exploit her very being if, even if she desires it, right? Woman, your job as a man is to protect. So if a woman wants to have sex with you, that don't mean you have to. Matter of fact, if you if a woman wants to have sex with you and you don't have sex with her, that's showing her that you care more about her, her soul and her body than anybody could ever have probably showed her in her whole life except her daddy and her mama. Okay? Okay. As me and God gave us the responsibility to protect, defend, and serve those around us, and the main duty extends more to more so to our helpmates of the opposite sex. So I pose the question to you as we end this first segment, second segment, what kind of man are you trying to be? I'm not going to put anything on any of that. That's really, that's what you got to decide. What kind of man are you trying to be? So what do you think? Send your questions or comments to radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. Send your questions or comments to radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. So we've talked about the problem. Now let's hit the solution. So what is the solution? Here are some things that will help. That will help you get through what we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes. So, number one, confession. Because it's a sacrament and all graces from God stem from you being in grace with God. You need confession. You need confession to get it off you so that you can move forward and and start anew and start being the, the strong man that you need to be, okay? Next, two, prayer. Because as Father Harden says, you can't defeat unchastity without the grace from God. If you really want to be holy, you want to do right by God, do right by your girlfriend. First thing you're going to do is you're going to start praying. You're going to start saying rosaries for your marriage, for your, your relationship, for God to show you what's going on and all this kind of stuff. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Meditative prayer is best. Okay. Next. Number three, a daily examination of conscience throughout the day. Okay. Like me. I think about, I, I do examination constantly all throughout the day. I always, I'm always analyzing myself. If I'm doing this right, what did I do? What did I do that for? What would God think I should do? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's what you got to do. All right. Why? You got to examine, you got to examine your soul and examine your mind so that you can, can start getting things and doing things the right way to, to, to benefit your girlfriend and yourself and do dudes in marriage too. The same thing. So plan on what you would do when God allows the temptation of sexual desires and you will get as a man, you're going to get temptation of sexual desires your whole life until you defeat it. That's what God does. When you got a weakness, he sends you all these tests so that you can defeat it. Because why? Nobody grows without temptation. Nobody grows when they're happy. Nobody grows when they're having a good time. You only grow through what? Through pain, suffering, sacrifice. Bam. These temptations are allowed to make you stronger and build your will. And in the end, your will is what is needed to become the strong and holy person that you are trying to be. Will you succumb or will you battle by resisting with your will? Number four, expel impure thoughts. Now, this is a hard one. From your mind immediately by invoking the Blessed Mother or the name of Jesus by saying a Hail Mary. 
hey, even I slack with this one because I be forgetting. Something happens. Woman walks by me. I start focusing on her. You know, I mean, everybody looks at somebody for a few seconds. But I mean, if you find yourself like following the girl all the way down the street or whatever, okay, you got to break that spell. So you need invoke the name of Jesus. And basically the best way to do it to get it all, you know, is do a sale Hail Mary. That puts Jesus in it, the blessed mother in it, and all that. Okay. Number five, custody of the eyes. Custody of the eyes is you want to, you know, if a virtuous man is going to turn away from a woman that's dressed like a slut. Okay. I said it. Get mad. It don't matter. They all, most women, they dress like sluts. Okay. They give you this excuse of, well, this all in the, all that's what's in the store. That's, I've heard that one too. That's all. That's all that's in the store is all these tight fitting clothes. And that ain't true. It's not true. Women are like Eve. You got to remember why they like that. Why is a woman out showing her shoulders, showing her breasts, her cleavage, wearing tight pants, wearing wearing stuff all like that? Why are they doing that? Because they have a natural inclination to control you as a man. They have a natural inclination to want to show them by their bodies off. Okay, that's what they like to do. Most of them ain't gonna say it, but that's what they like. That's they have. But see, women, that's how they sacrifice. They have to sacrifice just like a man has to sacrifice. You sacrifice by putting on appropriate clothing because why? Because you're going to attract the fool that likes that crap. If he's looking at you and trying to fill all on you and he comes to you because you dressed all like that, then you're going to attract the wrong man. You want to because a virtuous and holy man or a man that's on a journey trying to be a holy and a saint and moving towards God, which is a virtue, which is what how you become a holy, you're virtuous. He's going to turn away his eyes. I turn away my ass women all the time. I do because I know I don't want to be sitting there looking for a woman for 10, 15, 30, 40 seconds walking down the street. Or if I'm talking to a woman like the other day, this woman's talking to me, her cleavage is all open. I got to turn away from her because that's what Jesus would have done. And that's what, because you know, inside that that's a pain. That's a sacrifice for you to turn away. It's a sacrifice because you're enjoying that. Especially if she's a nice looking woman, you're enjoying that. You're, you're, you're getting curious and all that kind of stuff. So you're enjoying that. So as a man, if you turn away, that's a, that is a sacrifice. Okay. And that's, that's, that's the deal. That's the deal. So that's what custody of the eyes are. Do your best to turn your eyes away from women dressed in revealing, form fitting or tight clothes. Because if your woman is with you now and she's wearing tight, y'all dating, whatever, she's wearing tight clothes now, she's advertising, dude. They advertising a single woman's advertising, so she's gonna be in the habit of that. So when you guys get married, what's she gonna do? She's gonna do the same thing. And then if you or her husband say, "Look, baby, we married. I don't think you should be wearing those tight clothes because you're mine. You mine. We exchanged bodily rights when we got married. You belong to me. I belong to you. I don't agree with you wearing tight stuff, showing your butt all over the place, showing your cleavage all over the place. That's what. And then what's going? What's she gonna do? She's gonna say, "I can wear whatever I want." That's how you, that's why, you know, if you talk to him before you get married, just ask her any woman that you with, any woman, I don't care if she's your girlfriend or or your wife, just ask her, Hey babe, I don't want you to wear those tight fitting clothes, form fitting clothes no more. Cause I, I feel like other dudes are looking at you and you belong to me. I love you and I cherish you. And I, I want us to be, you know, I want, I want you to save that for me in our bedroom or in our house. And if the first thing that she goes and goes, especially if you if y'all single, and the first thing she goes and goes, I can wear whatever I want or any derivative of that. You need to get rid of her, dude. 
Cause she gonna be, you gonna be married to her, and she and dudes gonna be cracking on her, and she gonna be suiting to be suiting. Everybody said, oh, I ain't gonna do that. Yeah, women, they will do it, dude. But if your woman goes, baby, you know, you right, I'll do better. That ain't gonna happen overnight because she's used to doing that. But if she goes, yeah, I'll do better, I'll try, you know, boom. Cause she's gonna do it because she loves you, dude, and she's devoted to you, and she wants to do right by you and, and Lord. Okay, good. Next, what are the benefits? Of defeating this enemy, okay? What are the benefits of doing the things we've talked about so far? Number one, your ability to embrace authentic masculinity by controlling and sacrificing your sexual passions for the good of God, your wife, or your girlfriend will make you stronger, holier, and a hero. Bam. But more important, a man that has engaged um, in the most brutal battle in life, a battle against himself, and won. See, it's a battle, dude. Every decision you make, everything you do is a battle. It's a battle between good and evil. You are the hero. Either you're going to be a hero or a zero. It's up to you, okay? What are the consequences of failing to conquer this enemy? So you, you, we've been talking for 35 minutes now, somewhere like that, 30 minutes, and you going, Jerry, all that's three talking about is a bunch of bull. I don't care. It's crap. I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. I don't care about this holiness crap. I don't care about being a real man. You know, I don't care. Okay, well, here's what's going to happen. Look, I'm going to ask a question. I'm not going to make a statement because sometimes when you ask a question, people think better. So the question is, look, aren't you tired of fair relationships? Aren't you tired of the baggage of all the hurt women that flatten your tires, come to your job and cause chaos, blow up your phone or bang on your door when you are with your so-called new woman? Or worse yet, all of the kids you recruit. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was cold when I wrote this, y'all, but it's the truth. Or worse yet, all the kids you've created that have no true family of a mother, a father, married and together in the same home. Not spread all over the planet with different mamas and their boyfriends raising your child. And that's what my wife tells me all the time. Either you're going to marry the woman that raised your kids or some other knucklehead's going to be raising your son or your daughter, which is worse. And a lot of times that's when abuse happens. When your mama, when they mama, you didn't, you didn't abandon the mama. Some other dude come in the picture. Those ain't his kids. So what's my, so. Hey, they abuse the daughter, abuse the boy, whatever, whether it's sexually or physically or mentally. They ain't his kids, dude. You got to understand how this stuff works. A lot of men, they don't mean to be bad like that. That's just at all. Men are logical and, 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 and you know, and, and they're not as emotional as women are. So a man is like, well, he's not my kid. I'll try a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Or if he's, he's a passionate, he's, if he's got, he's demonic or whatever, you know. She attracted the wrong dude. He's going to come in there, take advantage of your daughter, whatever, beat your son, whatever. And you ain't around. What you going to do? See, man, this is all, it's all consequences, right? So I'll tell you what I always tell my sons. Let me help you out just a little bit because I've been there. Look, man, pick one. <laughs> pick one. It's men. Men's and men's in naked city, right? <laughs> pick one, right? Make her as happy, fulfilled, satisfied, and secure as you can. And if you have anything left after all that work, get on your knees and ask God for the grace to keep it going. Bam. Want more? Need more? Crave more? 
Visit CatholicAlpha.com to take the 20-minute marriage makeover challenge. Five less than 20-minute videos designed to help you conquer Catholic marriage problems. Don't wait. Do it today. So, in conclusion, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI. Quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So, go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you, Christian soldier, for listening in today. Remember, Catholic Alpha Radical is designed to repair, ignite, and once again spark the fire back into your marriage or relationship. So, what's your next action step? One, share this podcast with someone needing help in their marriage or relationship. Two, rate this podcast if listening on iTunes. Three, subscribe to this podcast if listening on CatholicAlpha.com to get new episodes in your email now.